This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score at Yankee Stadium, the Yankees 3 and the Padres 2 in 10 innings as the Yankees walk it off. An RBI base hit for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa wins it for New York in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Padres with the defeat dropped to 24 and 28. Yankees improved to 31 and 23 with the win, and it sets up a rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Great to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. A lot to talk about, a lot to break down in this game here today, and really it was a very well-played game in a lot of ways for a while. It was a super well-pitched game. Absolute pitcher's duel between Michael Waka and Luis Severino. And the Padres had some big moments in this game. Fernando Tatis Jr., the home run in the fourth inning. Hassan Kim, an RBI single in the seventh inning. But the story of the game really became two things. The Padres bullpen unable to uh, keep the game tied in the 10th inning. We'll get more into the 10th inning in a little bit with uh, Austin Nola pinch hitting in the top of the inning. Padres unable to execute a lot of different elements of that 10th inning. And then, of course, Nick Martinez giving up uh, that base hit to win it in the bottom half of the 10th inning. But Michael Waka, who was really good, giving up the game-tying home run to DJ LeMahieu in the 7th inning to tie it at 2. But to me... The story of this game really became the Padres' inability, and unfortunately today some of the issues popped up again to execute with runners on base and with runners in scoring position. Padres left two on in the seventh inning, two on in the eighth inning. They had one on and one out in the ninth inning. Trent Grisham got picked off. Then in the tenth inning, they have the automatic runner on second base, and they cannot get him in. And the Padres dropped to 0-5 in extra innings. And almost unbelievably, if we're being honest, because you have the automatic runner and extras, the Padres have only scored one run in extra innings so far this year in five extra inning games. And as we know, especially when you're the road team, if you don't score in your half of the extra innings, it sets up a really, in, in a lot of cases, easy run uh, for the uh, home team in the bottom half. And really, that's what happened uh, in this game here today. So the Padres offense didn't do much as far as scoring runs. Aside from the one hit with runners in scoring position, they were one for six with runners in scoring position in this game. The Tatis home run. But again, um, it was the inability to execute late in this game that really cost the Padres and 
to me, a, a tough loss here today because this was a game for the taking, a chance for the Padres to win five out of six and win two in a row against the Yankees in New York, setting up a chance to sweep the series tomorrow. Still an opportunity, obviously, for the Padres to win this series in the rubber game tomorrow. But this was a tough one here today, I thought, at Yankee Stadium. So we'll continue to break it down. We'll come back with our radio highlights, recap this one for you. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, go back to Yankee Stadium some post-game audio, uh, hopefully coming from the clubhouse as well. Give out our daily awards, out-of-town scoreboard, all that good stuff to come. Again, the final score in 10 at Yankee Stadium. Yankees 3, Padres 2. We get it all rolling with our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The final score in the Bronx here today. The Yankees 3 and the Padres 2 as the New York Yankees win it in 10 innings. A walk-off base hit from Isaiah Kiner. Falefa as the Padres dropped to 24 and 28 on the year. Yankees improved to 31 and 23. Padres cannot make it five wins in their last six games. Instead, just four run, uh, four wins, I should say, in their last six games. And the Padres still have a chance to win this series tomorrow against the Yankees in the rubber game. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be very tough tomorrow against right-hander Garrett Cole on the mound for New York. Padres do have their uh, own right-hander, you Darvish, he's pretty good too. So a uh, good pitching matchup tomorrow in New York, and it will be the rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. Hope you had a great morning, great part of the early afternoon, having a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the Padres had a tough one here today. This was a winnable game that was really for the taking uh, for a while. Not great late game execution in a number of different respects again we'll go back to new york here from padres manager bob melvin coming up in just a little bit give out our daily awards also uh, taking your tweets and your messages right now tweet at me at 97.3 the fan sd or on my twitter sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v if you want to get involved give me your comments your questions about today's game you can also send me a dm on instagram a lot of people get involved on instagram uh, dm me there sammy lev s-a-m-m-y Y-L-E-V. Let me know uh, your thoughts about this game here today. Uh, Padres had some issues. They also had some nice moments. And on the pitching side of things, for the most part, they were very, very good. So a lot to break down in this one as the Padres fall 3-2 to two in 10. Let's recap it with our game highlights. 
Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Luis Severino started the game with a 1-2-3 inning on the mound for New York. In the bottom half, Michael Waka got in trouble. A pair of one-out singles from Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo to put runners on first and third. DJ LeMahieu was next. Here's the one-and-one to LeMahieu. And a curveball hung and line fair down the left field line. Odor Dove couldn't get to it. Judge will score easily. Rizzo's on his way home. Rounding third. Relay to the plate from Kim is in time. And Sullivan tags him on the foot for the second out of the inning. So an RBI double for LeMahieu. He ends up at third base. But the Padres get it out as Anthony Rizzo tried to score from first base. Waka then struck out Harrison Bader to end the inning, limiting the damage to just one run in that opening frame. Severino was barely breaking a sweat early on. Nine up, nine down on just 31 pitches. Severino got the first out of the fourth inning, but then it was Fernando. Oh, one pitch. That's it in the air to deep left center field. Kinder Falefa back. Bader is back. They're at the wall. It's going to go into the bullpen in left center. And Fernando leaves the yard for a second consecutive day. First base runner of the afternoon for the Padres, and it's a 1-1 game. 426 feet on the home run for Fernando Tatis Jr., his ninth home run of the season. It continued to be a pitcher's duel after that. Waka tossed a scoreless bottom of the fourth inning. Both Severino and Waka pitched scoreless frames in the fifth and sixth innings. The game was tied at one, heading to the seventh inning at Yankee Stadium. Severino got the first two outs of the frame. He then walked Nelson Cruz on a 3-2 pitch. Trent Grisham then grounded a ball on the right side. It got past Anthony Rizzo at first base. Glaber Torres bobbled it. Torres was given an error. And by the way, I should mention that Jose Azokar did pinch run for Nelson Cruz. So Azokar went to second base and Grisham was on first base safely. Padres had runners on first and second. Game tied at one. Two outs in the seventh inning. The Yankees went to right-hander Michael King out of the bullpen to face Ha-Sung Kim. First pitch on the way to Kim and a line drive base hit into left field. Azokar rounding third. He will score easily as the throw comes home. That allows everybody else to advance. Kim ends up at second. Grisham at third. And for the first time today, the Padres lead. It's 2-1. to one. The lead, though, was short-lived. With one out in the bottom half, Michael Waka faced D.J. LeMahieu. One out, nobody on. 1-1 one, one pitch. Hit in the air to right field. Fernando back into the gap. Not a lot of room there. This one going to go just over the fence in right center. LeMahieu takes advantage of the dimensions of Yankee Stadium. It's his sixth home run of the year, and we are back tied. It's 2-2. Two to two. 2-2 two two going to the eighth inning. The Padres put two on with two out in the eighth, but Wandy Peralta got a ground out from Brandon Dixon to end the inning. Still tied at 2-2, heading to the bottom of the eighth inning. Nick Martinez allowed a leadoff infield single, but he bounced back to get a fly out and an inning-ending double play on to the ninth inning. Wandy Peralta worked around a one-out walk to Trent Grisham, picked him off second base for the second out and uh, a scoreless inning in that ninth for Peralta. In the bottom half, Glaber Torres hit a leadoff single. Aaron Judge then dug in. Judge hit into a 5-4-3 double play with Nick Martinez still on the mound. Another beautifully turned double play started on a diving stop by Rugnet Odor. Martinez struck out Anthony Rizzo to end the inning. So he went to extra innings, tied at two. 
Clay Holmes came on for the Yankees out of their bullpen. Ha-Sung Kim was the automatic runner. An interesting moment, and keep this in mind because I'm very interested to hear what Bob Melvin says about this uh, during the post-game press conference. Again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a moment. Ha-Sung Kim, the automatic runner. Wandy Peralta went out and took his warm-up pitches, and then Aaron Boone came out, made a pitching change. Clay Holmes came on. Austin Nola then pinch hit for Brett Sullivan in the nine spot, the first batter of that 10th inning with the automatic runner on second base. Nola tried to bunt, bunted one foul, and then swung away and hit a fly ball to right field for out number one. Rugnet Odor struck out. Fernando Tatis Jr. grounded out the third base, and that was the inning. Padres never moved the free runner past second base. So we went to the bottom half of the 10th inning, still tied at two. Nick Martinez stayed on. Greg Allen pinch ran for Anthony Rizzo as the automatic runner for the Yankees in the bottom half of the 10th inning. The Padres intentionally walked D.J. LeMahieu. Then Harrison Bader bunted into a fielder's choice. Going to third base was Allen out at second base. Bader was on safely at first base. He would go to second base on defensive indifference. So the situation, Allen on third, Bader on second, one man away. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at the plate facing Nick Martinez. Runners lead at second and third. Here's the pitch and a ground ball towards third. That is a fair ball down the line, and that'll do it. Allen comes in to score, and a base hit for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa walks it off for the Yankees in the bottom of the 10th inning. Padres have their uh, mini winning streak come to an end as the Yanks celebrate at second base. And the Padres now 0-5 in extra inning games this season. Final score this afternoon, the Yankees 3 and the Padres 2 in 10 innings. And that sets up a rubber game of this series tomorrow at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Again, the final in 10, the Yankees 3 and the Padres 2. The hero, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, a walk-off base hit to win it for New York in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Obviously, Michael Waka, very, very good in this game. I mean, he could not have pitched much better. Seven innings, two earned runs given up. Luis Severino was nearly as good as well. Six and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up. Nick Martinez did do a really good job getting out of some tough situations in the eighth inning and the ninth inning, gets charged with an unearned run in the 10th inning. So Martinez takes the loss. He drops the two and two. Clay Holmes picks up the win after a scoreless top half of the 10th inning. He improves to three and two. And again, like we described throughout the recap there, to me, the story of this game became uh, became. Just not great late game execution offensively by the San Diego Padres. They left two on in the seventh inning, two on in the eighth inning. Couldn't do anything with a one-out walk in the ninth inning. And then again, with the free runner on second base in the tenth inning, never got Hassan Kim to third base. And, um, you know, could not bunt him over, could not get him uh, get him over anyway. And uh, just a, a tough loss here today for the Padres in the sense of this felt like a very winnable game, a game that was there for the taking, where late in the ball game, little things had to be executed really, really well. And like Jesse and Tony alluded to towards the end of the broadcast, 
Some of the issues we've seen sort of popped up again in this game. Padres couldn't get the big hit with runners in scoring position that they really needed if they wanted to build on a lead in the seventh inning, if they wanted to take the lead in the eighth inning, in the ninth inning, in the tenth inning, and the Padres went a combined one for six with runners in scoring position. And also true, and Jesse and Tony alluded to this towards the end of the broadcast, that the Padres march back to 500 and turning this season around is not always going to look like a straight line. It may be two steps forward, one step back. You hope tomorrow they pick up a win, so then you have two series wins on this road trip heading to Miami. But certainly this was a winnable game, I thought, for the Padres here today. Padres could not find a way to get it done. Still a lot to do on our post-game show. We'll continue to break this one down. We'll have our daily awards. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, so stay with us. We will Hear that audio from Bob Melvin from inside the clubhouse in just a little bit. Again, the final score, Yankees 3, Padres 2. We continue our postgame coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres radio network. Final score in the Bronx, the Yankees three and the Padres two as the Yankees walk it off in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres radio network. Great to have you with us. Padres dropped to 24 and 28. Now 0 and 5. Hard to believe in extra inning games so far this year. Yankees improved to 31 and 23. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a moment so stay tuned for that we will go back to Yankee Stadium here from Bob Melvin in just a second and there are a couple of interesting elements to this game that I I think I'm interested to hear what uh, Bob Melvin has to say about I think first uh, Austin Nola pinch hitting in the 10th inning you know goes up there you would imagine maybe that was a scenario where he's being asked to bunt and the Padres felt like he was a better option to lay down that bunt than let's say Brett Sullivan but Nola went up there and and it was a righty righty matchup against Clay Holmes Uh, again there was a a little bit of weirdness there because Wandy Peralta goes out, takes his warm-up tosses, and then Aaron Boone comes out, makes the pitching change, but it didn't seem like Nola was necessarily introduced already as the pinch hitter by the time that happens. So again, I think we need to understand why Nola pinch hit, and then the process there where he's squaring around to bunt, and then on a one-strike pitch, hitting away, hits a fly ball to right field, and uh, you know, and there's no advancement uh, of the runner Kim from second base. So really it was a, an unproductive out there. Then in the 10th inning, there was a decision the Padres could have made with runners on second and third. They could have decided to walk Isaiah Kiner, uh, Kiner-Falefa 
and instead pitched a Cabrera, walked the bases loaded, set up a double play to potentially end the inning. They did not, and Connor Falefa uh, hits a ground ball uh, down the third baseline and ends up winning the game. So there were a few different elements here, uh, you know, that that could have gone differently. And, you know, look, late game execution, I said it earlier to me, you know, we can talk about what happened in the 10th inning there, some of the decisions that were made, but... The late game execution by the Padres offensively was not good enough in this game. Uh, we talked about it already in the seventh inning. They take a two to one lead. They had an opportunity still with runners on second and third and two outs to add to that lead. They could not do it. DJ, G, uh, excuse me, DJ LeMahieu hits the home run in the seventh inning just like that to tie the game. Eighth inning, two left on base. The ninth inning can't do anything with a one out walk. And the tenth inning, you have a runner on second base with nobody out. All it takes is a base hit. To take the lead, and the Padres could not do that. Padres went one for six with runners in scoring position. And if you really want to uh, look at one number, they had three hits in this game. So, look, they ran into a starting pitcher today in Luis Severino, who clearly from the opening inning had really, really good stuff and was on his game and went 10 up, 10 down to start the game. So I, I would like to think that, it was more of that here today than some of the issues we've seen now for 50-plus games with the offense in general. I'd like to think it was Luis Severino and just running into a really good starting pitching uh, pitcher here today. But at the same time, we can't deny that some of the same offensive issues, just in general, for getting even with runners in scoring position, some of those issues did pop up once again today. Padres will try to take the rubber game of this series tomorrow. Let's go back to New York. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after this 3-2 loss to the Yankees in 10. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource pretty well played game you guys played some great defense it was really a crisp game tough one to, to lose yeah two pitchers you know starting pitchers that were fantastic so you know it was going to come down to one play at the end and you know we got a guy, guy with ground ball right up there it's ground ball just finds a line your thoughts on michael walker's effort it looked like another solid outing by him today oh, i thought he was great today you know and, and, and give lemay credit at, you know it's a line drive to right center field, but that's a spot here that, you know, is pretty short, and a lot of the right-handers take advantage of it. Unfortunately, uh, got just enough of it to, you know, tie the game. How important has what Waka's done for you been, not not just the performance, but the innings he's eaten consistently? Yeah, coming in to think that he was going to give you six and seven innings every time out was, you know, not really sure, but, you know, his, he's been, you know, economical with his pitches. He's... You know he's mixed him up really well. He's had hitters off balance. Um, you know a lot of a lot of the similarities in today's game have showed up most of the year for him. You're comfortable with Nick going that third inning because yeah. he's Nick. He's yeah, he did. You know, and we're you know in a tie game like that, and you know he at that point in time I think he's our best option. Is there any thought to walking IKF in that spot there? Not really because of his ground ball rate. You know, so you know you either do or you don't, and you got to be right. So hit the ground ball down the line, ends up beating us. How do you think? Uh, what do you think about the way the crowd's been treating Fernando? Uh, yeah, I haven't really noticed other than the, uh, honestly, other than the, a little bit the first night. So they're allowed here regardless. Um, I, I, I didn't really notice how it worked out today. I think he's handled it 
pretty oh, I thought he's, uh, yeah, absolutely. He's having fun with it, just like he does, has fun with the game. I see Xander came in to hit. Uh, how's he doing? What's the prognosis? He, I am pretty sure he's going to play tomorrow. So we were just trying to give him a day-to-day. -day. spot came up in that situation. He felt good enough to, to go up there for an at-bat. How long has uh, Luis been bothered by? After he came out from his last game. So we were trying to give it a couple days to see how it responded. Um, you know, we weren't going to use him last night. I think it's been a couple days since we used him. And then today when he came in, you know, we had tried to, you know, we just felt like he wasn't going to be ready in time to, you know, have to, to wait maybe three or four more days. So the tag, the catch, getting the umpire out of the way, the throw, how is he progressing as a catcher? Yeah, he's more and more comfortable back there. You know, as you get some nerves early on, and, you know, obviously he had some, some key hits early on. But it just all around game seems a lot more comfortable. It's the most aggressive you guys have been. I know Severino was throwing strikes, but this was the most first pitch, second pitch you guys were after yeah. today. What was that? Well, you knew he wasn't going to be out there, you know, maybe 70, 80 pitches, and we're trying to force the issue and being aggressive with the guy that throws, you know, a lot of hard stuff and is a lot in the zone quite a bit. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse at Yankee Stadium in New York after the Padres dropped this game 3-2 to two in 10 innings to the New York Yankees as the Padres dropped the middle game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. So that was Bob Melvin talking about this game. Talking about Michael Waka, you heard Bob Melvin asked about uh, why uh, the Padres elected not to walk Kiner Falefa in that spot to load the bases and set up the, you know, forced every base potential inning ending double play and Bob Melvin alluding to the ground ball rate for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. The infield was in. So in that spot, you're really looking for a strikeout, a ground ball, obviously a fly ball deep enough to the outfield, gets the run in, you lose the game. Uh, that way, if that happens, so that was uh, the reasoning there, and the Padres dropped this game 3-2 to two in 10. We'll step aside. We'll come back with uh, some of our daily awards. We'll also keep on taking your tweets and your Instagram messages at 97.3 TheFanSD or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, taking your Instagram DMs at Sammy Lev there as well. Look forward to chatting with you. Padres fall 3-2 to two in 10 to the New York Yankees. Our postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score once again, the Yankees 3 and the Padres 2. Sam Levy with you on our post-game show from inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend as we wrap this one up. The Padres falling in 10 innings. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, the RBI single to win it in the bottom half of the 10th inning for New York. Tatis a home run, gave the Padres, uh, uh, or I should say tied the game at one in the fourth inning after they were trailing 1-0, following the Yankees getting a run off Michael Waka in the bottom half of the first inning. So the Fernando home run in the fourth inning tied the game at one. And then it was the RBI single by Hassan Kim in the seventh inning uh, that gave the Padres a 2-1 to lead. That was a key hit for Hassan Kim. But moments later, in the bottom half of the inning, DJ LeMahieu, a game-tying solo home run to tie the game at two. It stayed that way until the 10th inning uh, when uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa delivered that game-winning hit. And again, the Padres had their opportunities in this game after Luis Severino went six and two-thirds innings, two runs given up, one earned. Severino was really good in this game, but Severino came out in the seventh inning when Michael King came in, gave up the RBI hit to Kim to make it 2-1. to one. And then Brett Sullivan struck out with a couple of runners in scoring position. So the Padres left two on base in that inning. And then in the eighth inning, the Padres had runners on first and second with one out. Could not, or I should say first and second, two outs. Could not get a big hit there uh, to retake the lead. The ninth inning had a one-out walk to Trent Grisham. He gets picked off first base. And then the tenth inning, and again, we've seen this problem for the Padres in extra innings. And it's a little bit inexplicable where they have just had a really hard time getting that automatic runner in. One run now in five extra inning games, and the Padres are 0-5 in extra inning games. So, I mean, look at it this way. When you're in an extra inning game, you have a pretty good chance to win. I mean, right, it's a close game. You need a key hit here or there. You need some strikeouts. You need the the relief core uh, to do its job, but it's kind of stunning. The Padres are 0-5 now in these extra inning games, and, you know, in a lot of ways, this was a very winnable game for the Padres today. But, again, uh, the late game execution, whether it was uh, hitting with runners in scoring position in the later innings, whether it was in the extra inning with Austin Nola not being able to lay down a successful bunt and then flying out, it becoming really an unproductive at-bat, and then Odor and Tatis unable to cash in with the runners still on second base. Again, you just look at late game execution and execution with runners in scoring position as this game went into the seventh and the eighth and the ninth, despite the Kim RBI single, which was a hit with runners in scoring position. And uh, again, the Padres uh, could not find a way to scratch across another run or two, and the Yankees did. That was uh, the big difference in this game. There was a lot of good pitching in this game for the Padres, certainly. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here today, we'll go with Michael Waka, who, let's be real, was really good in this game. I mean, seven innings, two earned runs given up, gave up the early run in the first inning, got helped out by his defense on that great relay from Soto to Kim to Sullivan to keep it at just one run in that first inning. Look, it wasn't a great moment. Right after the Padres take the lead, he gives up the home run to tie it. But you look at the overall outing. 
I mean, he continues to be really, really good. Seven innings, two earned runs given up. You, you can't ask for much more than what Michael Waka gave you in this game and the Padres. And again, when the Padres have lost games this year, this has been the big story, right? The inability to score enough to win these games. And Michael Waka, in my mind, you know, this was a really good outing for him. Seven innings, two runs. So Michael Waka is our ace pitcher of the game. By the way, Michael Waka. Now in five starts in May, just to tell you how good he's been, he's got an 0-8-4 ERA in five starts during May, 32 innings. So this was a continuation today against a good lineup that hits a lot of home runs in a very hitter-friendly ballpark where Michael Waka was good enough to win, certainly today, but the Padres could not get a whole lot going against Luis Severino and then could not get going uh, offensively to score a run against Michael King, uh, I guess uh the run in the seventh inning, the, the hit by Kim did come against King. The run was charged against Severino, but my point is they couldn't get anything going in the eighth inning against King and then Peralta and then Peralta in the ninth inning and Clay Holmes in the tenth inning. Padres, even though they had runners in scoring position in the eighth and they had a runner on base in the ninth and they had the runner on second base with nobody out in the tenth inning, could not do a whole lot against that Yankees bullpen. Speaking of the relievers, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here today will go on the Yankee side of things. I think we have to. Clay Holmes in the 10th inning, right? I mean, in these extra inning games, it comes down to what reliever can not give up a run or, at the very least, limit damage and what reliever doesn't. And you look at the 10th inning, Clay Holmes, Kim on second base, nobody out, the free runner, Nola fly out, Odor strike out, Tatis ground out. Three batters down, inning over. Yankees win it in the bottom half of the 10th inning. So, Clay Holmes will be our relief pitcher of the game for what he did in that top of the 10th inning for New York. Again, the final score, Yankees 3, Padres 2 in 10 innings in the Bronx. We'll come back. We'll take a look at the home run tally. We'll also take you through the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll squeeze in a couple of phone calls as well, taking your tweets and your messages at 97.3thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DM, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V if you want to get involved there as we continue to wrap this one up after the Padres fall 3-2. to two against the New York Yankees. Our post-game coverage continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Show continues. 
continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Yankees 3 and the Padres 2 as the Yankees walk it off in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios as we recap this one on our post-game coverage. Great to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. Still a lot to break down. We'll take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard. Get to some of your phone calls here coming up in a second. 833-288-0973. As always, the phone number to call. But again, uh, here today, I thought Michael Waka very, very good. Despite giving up that game-tying solo home run to DJ LeMahieu in the seventh inning, he goes seven innings, two earned runs given up, just five hits allowed. He didn't walk anybody, struck out four, 92 pitches. And look, let's be honest, Padres had two runs on three hits today. That's where uh, the Padres did not win this game. I thought Michael Waka pitched uh, plenty well enough to win this game, uh, but instead takes a no decision. Let's go back to New York and hear from Michael Waka inside the Padres clubhouse after this one. How do you view a start like that one? Um, considering kind of like you pitched as efficiently as you did, the home run, maybe not home run in some other parks. Like how do you just kind of view and look, look back on the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, felt like I had good stuff. I mean, definitely that uh, homer in the last one, it makes your outing kind of have a bad feeling coming out of it, you know, uh, stings for sure, um, especially right after we, we take the lead right there at the, in the top half and then give it right back. Um, yeah, just doesn't feel very good. Yeah. How would you kind of assess the way you've managed to be as efficient as you've been, work deep in the games? Like, what is that? I mean, do, do you take a lot of kind of pride and a lot of stock in being able to help preserve yeah, the staff? I mean, yeah, was able to, you know, go deep into the game and, um, you know, felt like we were efficient and defense played a hell of a game behind me. They were diving all over the place. Um, Sully, unbelievable game behind the plate, keeping balls in front, catch up. The catch behind the home plate was never seen anything like that. But um, literally everybody, outfielders, infielders, were making plays all day. And that was the reason why I was so efficient um, and helped me go deep into that game. But yeah, it was uh, definitely left with a little sour taste. That said, considering the venue, it's a little hitter friendly. Can be yeah. the, the the lineup that you were facing. Arguably, maybe your best start of the season. Uh, or, you know, up there. Or, I mean, I haven't really thought about it like that. Um, you know, I just try to keep keep it rolling, keep building off of each start, and just hey, let's let's just kind of. Realize what I was doing this previous start, and hey, keep building off of that, and keep it keep it rolling in that sense of filling up the zone, letting defense play behind me, and you know making good quality pitches uh, where I need them to be. When we're watching from the outside, we out, we notice the ones that get hit for him. Go oh, well, he missed on that one or whatever. Like you fill up the zone so much, like how how many pitches you think you like you get get away with, or like do you go oh that could have been something. Yeah, no, there's there's a handful of those for sure where, yeah, they could go either way. But, um, you know, I'm confident with the action on my stuff that, and the pitch repertoire that I can I can fill up the zone and get it to where I want it to be, uh, to be an effective pitch. And, yeah, no, there's a there's a handful that I miss on that, that they miss. And, you know, just got to lock it back in and, and, and make that pitch, uh, you know, where I need it to be the next time. How much does that play that um, helps you in the first kind of also help you kind of reset, yeah. knowing that it could have been, you know? No, that's 
huge play right there. Um, yep, Soto keeping Judge to a single was huge, and then uh, him getting to that ball and relay to home was, uh, yeah, keeping it one run right there was was huge as well. Was able to lock it back in and uh, keep that guy at third base, and you know that was pretty much it until the until the seventh. You've been doing what? this so long. I know this isn't the first time, but like a boom, 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 first inning, and then boom, shut it down. Yeah. How do you do that? It's just, uh, I think, more of a mentality. Um, you know, not shy away from some of the stuff that was getting hit, but realize that where it needs to be. And, uh, you know, mentally, just coming into the dugout saying, hey, you know, that's all they get from here on out. And uh, that's the way I kind of approach it. What was your vantage point on that Sullivan catch? Like, when the ball left his bat, did you think it was even staying in play? I thought I had a chance to stay in play. Um, I knew it was going to be tight, but, yeah, I've I've never seen a catcher make that play before. That was seriously unbelievable. Was it the net of the umpire you were most impressed with that he got? Do what? <laughs> that he navigated the umpire or the net? Yeah, I mean, umpire was setting a roadblock for him and kind of sidestepped him, and, um, yeah. I think the jump into the net was was very impressive. That was Michael Waka from inside the Padres clubhouse there, and a lot of good stuff there from Michael Waka. You heard him talk about it. That uh, obviously was a good outing. You leave with a little bit of a, a sour taste because of giving up the home run to LeMahieu in the seventh inning. But again, you know, I'll, I'll say it for Michael Waka. This was a great outing, and again. You look at the two runs on three hits and not, you know, having the ability to execute late in the game with runners on base and in the extra innings. So, again, Michael Waka, look, you look at the overall numbers from the month of May. The guy's got a sub-1 ERA in five starts. He's been tremendous, and today he pitched well enough to win. So, look, he gave up the home run in the seventh inning. Obviously, it's tough. It hurts right after you take the lead. But those things happen. You're playing at Yankee Stadium against a team like we've talked about the last couple of days in the pregame that hits a lot of home runs. Gives up a a solo home run. Uh, Padres have to have the ability to overcome that. And a lot of good stuff there from Michael Waka inside the Padres clubhouse. We will take some of your phone calls here in just a moment, so stay tuned for that. First, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here today will go with DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees. Had the RBI double in the first inning, and if not for the great relay from Soto to Kim to Sullivan to cut down the second runner at home plate, would have been a two-run double. Had the home run to tie the game in the seventh inning. He was the only player in this game, believe it or not, the only player offensively that had two hits in this game for either team. So DJ LeMayhew outplayed everybody else on the offensive side. And for that reason, he'll be our player of the game and, uh, you know, did a really good job offensively today for the New York Yankees. So LeMayhew, our player of the game. We'll take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Uh, The final score again, Yankees 3, Padres 2 in 10. Rubber game of this series tomorrow uh, at, what time is it tomorrow? I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. 
I believe it's a little bit later than today. Am I right? Yes. So it's 10.35 a.m. tomorrow. So today was 10.05. Tomorrow is 10.35. Still very early. Still will be a Padres and Pancakes Sunday morning uh, with a morning start time, 10.35 a.m. Rubber game of this series. If the Padres can win tomorrow, it's a very uh, tough task with Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees. You Darvish on the mound for the Padres. But if the Padres can win tomorrow, you certainly, I think, would take winning two out of three in both these series to begin the road trip. But now... Instead of the Padres going for a sweep tomorrow, they play the rubber game of this series at Yankee Stadium. All right, let's uh, go to the phones while we have a moment here. 833-288-0973. Let's begin with Dan, who's calling in from Carlsbad. Hi, Dan. Welcome to our Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, good, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, a couple of things. It was really good to see Joe so sharp last night. That was by far his best outing of the year. So hopefully he can continue uh, the momentum here going forward, getting a little more comfortable coming back from his, his foot injury. So mm-hmm. that was really good to see. Uh, Michael Walker has been a pleasant surprise. I mean, he's just been phenomenal, especially in May. So that's been that's been awesome, too. He's given us a chance to win uh, every time out. Mm-hmm. Um you mentioned that you were surprised that we're zero and five in extra inning games. I, I would argue, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all after watching the the way that this offense uh, goes up and has inconsistent, uh, non-competitive at bats time after time. They don't string quality at bats together, and they're not they're not trying to get it to the next guy. I mean, you see you see. Uh, you see other teams in extra innings try to do the right thing, move the guy over, and do anything they can to get that guy to third base with less than two outs. And we're and we're we just don't have that intent or that toughness. So uh, it's you know it's unfortunate, and we we got to figure out how to just have more consistent and tougher at bats. Dan, you're right about that. The offensive consistency has to be better. And Dan, appreciate the call very much. Thank you for listening. Look, I I, I know what you're saying about the issues with extra innings, and you're right. It, it is sort of consistent with the offensive issues we've seen overall this year, right? Where, you know, the quality of the, the at-bats at points in the game, throughout the game, for stretches of games, have not been where you want them to be. Bob Melvin has talked about that. So, yeah. Being 0-5 in extra inning games maybe is not all that surprising considering, and Jesse and Tony alluded to this in the broadcast, considering that a lot of the issues the Padres have had overall this year offensively, runners in scoring positions, scoring runs in general, well, those are things you got to do in extra innings. You got to hit with runners in scoring position with the free runner on second base, and you got to score to win games in extra innings. So maybe not all that surprising. They're 0 and 5. I, I still think if you just zoom out and you see they've scored one run in extra innings, considering they get a runner on second base with nobody out in each of those innings, still to me hard to believe. But look, you were hoping that what we saw yesterday. Even what we saw on Thursday in Washington, despite the overall runners in scoring position number being 3 for 16 on Thursday, you hope that was a step in the right direction. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If the Padres have a bunch of hits with runners in scoring position tomorrow, I think you're still feeling better about the offense than you did a few days ago. But, you know, today again, and I said it towards the very top of the postgame show, I hope, I hope, that this game having two runs on three hits was more about 
running into a starting pitcher in Luis Severino, who was really, really good today, than it being the same old issues and reverting back to the issues we've seen. I'm hoping that yesterday what we saw with Fernando and Soto and some of the progress we've seen, I'm hoping that's where we're going and this wasn't a step back, but certainly you look at two runs, three hits, and the issues with runners on base late in this game, hard to ignore uh, with what this team has done over the course of this season. Hard to ignore those issues popping up again late in the game. Look, I hope they're taking steps forward in the right direction. We'll see. Let's go to Joe, who's calling it from New Jersey. Hi, Joe. Joe, you there? Yeah, Sam, you there? You there, bud? Yeah, I'm here. Listen, man, I'm so sick and tired of this offense. This team is dead. Well, look, Joe, I, I, I don't think, and, and appreciate the call, I, I, I don't think, <laughs> I think that's harsh here in game 52. Um, I understand the offensive frustration. I mean, look, here today, two runs on three hits in a lot of games, that's just not going to get it done. It's just not. And it's got to be better late game execution again. And it's funny. I was thinking it here in the studio, even after they took that lead in the, uh, after they took the lead in the seventh inning, I mean, I was thinking, you know, they really need more and it proved to be true because LeMayhew then has the home run in the seventh inning, the solo shot to tie the game and again, the Padres late in the game. I mean, they had opportunities where one hit, one big hit, will win you the game. And didn't happen here today. So from that perspective, look, it was the same issues we've seen for 40-plus, 50-plus games now for the most part. And those issues have to be cleaned up if this team wants to go where we all think and, and thought they could go. So there's no way around that. Hopefully, again, I'm, I'm just hoping here that you know, what we saw yesterday, what we saw at, at you know, some points the last couple of days, last few days, I'm hoping that's sort of the direction they're going in, but no way around, uh, no way around this being a very frustrating offensive game and the, the issues we've seen um, with the inconsistencies, with the, the lack of having quality at bats and quote unquote team at bats late in the game. We saw that today in the late innings, so that's certainly hard to ignore. Hopefully, there's uh, you know light at the end of the tunnel here uh, as far as the offensive inconsistencies. But to this point, 52 games in, we have seen more days than not uh, there be some very serious issues uh, in those situations. Offensively in general, it's not just with runners in scoring position, but it's been just scoring runs in general. Look at any of the numbers, runs per game, team batting average. It's been across the board. So, again, hopefully last night was more indicative of where this team is going than uh, what we saw here today. All right, let's take a wider look at the major leagues. Let's update you on the home run tally. Who's went deep today so far in the big leagues? Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB home run tally presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuff knots with eight locations in San Diego. Find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the home run tally, tell you about who went deep today in the major leagues. We don't have a ton of games that have gone final or or, uh, or uh, all that deep here today into the games, but uh, we'll tell you about some of the home runs. Zach McKinstry, his fourth home run in a 7-3 win for the Tigers over the White Sox. Willie Castro has hit his fourth home run for the Minnesota Twins today. Uh, also in that game, Kevin Biggio 
hit his uh, fourth home run for the Toronto Blue Jays in the uh, Dodgers and Rays game. Dodgers leading one nothing. Max Muncie has hit his 16th home run. And in the Mariners and Pirates game, the Mariners leading the Pirates 3-0 in the second uh, no home runs hit in that game so far. So that's a quick look at some of the players that have gone deep today in the major leagues. But uh, still, again, uh, not many games have concluded. We still have a number of games that are yet to begin. And, uh, of course, uh, honestly, we have some low-scoring games right now, really aside from that Blue Jays and Twins game. So not a ton of home runs to tell you about yet uh, here in still this uh, early portion of the Major League schedule today. But that was a quick look at the home run tally. Let's tell you about the full out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard in its entirety. Twins beat the Blue Jays 9-4 in Minnesota in the ninth inning, or I should say they're beating Toronto uh, in the ninth inning. Right now, 9-4. That game not over yet. Rangers beating the Orioles 1-0 in Baltimore in the third. Astros ahead of the A's 2-1 in Oakland in the third. Dodgers beating the Rays 1-0 in Tampa Bay in the third. Phillies and the Braves are scoreless in the third in Atlanta. Mariners and the Pirates uh, going at it in Seattle. 3-0. The Mariners leading there in the second inning. Giants beat the Brewers 1-0 in Milwaukee in the third. It's the Royals over the Nationals, 1-0 in Kansas City in the third inning there. We have uh, one other final aside from this game in New York. The Tigers beating the White Sox 7-3 in Detroit earlier today. Games coming up. Red Sox at the Diamondbacks at 4-15. Reds at the Cubs at 4-15. Cardinals at the Guardians at 4-15. Mets at the Rockies at 6-10. Marlins at the Angels at 7-07. And that is the full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Saturday in the Major Leagues. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow, the rubber game of this three-game series between the Padres and the New York Yankees. First pitch tomorrow at 10.35 a.m. Our pregame coverage will begin at 9.35 here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Right-hander Hugh Darvish on the mound for the Padres and right-hander Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees. So a couple of veteran right-handers going at it. Again, first pitch at 10.35. Pregame coverage begins at 9.35 here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. The final in 10. For the Yankees, three runs, eight hits, one error. They left on three. For the Padres, two runs, three hits, no errors. They left on seven. For the Yankees, the winning pitcher was Clay Holmes, who improves to three and two. The losing pitcher for the Padres was Nick Martinez, who's, who uh, excuse me drops to two and two on the year. Time of game, two hours and 32 minutes in the crowd. 46,963 at Yankee Stadium. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 10.35 a.m., pregame coverage at 9.35. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from inside our San Diego studios. Again, the final in 10, the New York Yankees 3 and the San Diego Padres 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning on the Padres Radio Network.